0: This video is brought to you by Too Long. That's the official TLDR newspaper we've made and which is available to order right now. Today, a fire in the Albanian parliament, a civil war at OpenAI, and Israel and Gaza get closer to a ceasefire. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Tuesday, the 21st of November, 2023. Yesterday, the Albanian opposition set off smoke bombs and started a small fire in the middle of their parliament building. In fact, this was a deliberate attempt to stop the House from voting on next year's budget. Opposition MPs piled chairs up and set off different coloured smoke bombs. As they were doing this, security in the chamber tried to keep the protesters away from Prime Minister Eddie Rama. It appears, though, that this protest was not all that successful. The government passed the vote during the chaos in less than five minutes. The de facto leader of the opposition, Sali Berisha, a former Prime Minister, has accused the government of trying to silence the opposition in Parliament. Berisha said of the incident that our goal is to bring pluralism back to Parliament. Prime Minister Rama said on Twitter that the opposition brought the vocabulary and manners of the street into politics. Heightening tensions between the two, Rama and Berisha have been engaged in a public argument for the last few weeks over a high-profile corruption case. In essence, prosecutors allege that Barisha exerted pressure for the conclusion of the privatisation procedures in favour of others, including his daughter's husband. Berisha was not arrested himself, as he has immunity as an MP. His son-in-law was arrested, though. Barisha has accused Rama of setting the prosecution against him. Rama denies this accusation. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Turning to the tech world now, where OpenAI, the company behind ChatGBT, has been plunged into a corporate civil war over the sacking of former OpenAI CEO Sam Altman. In their statement last Friday, OpenAI's board of directors claimed that Altman was not consistently candid in his communications with the board, hindering its ability to exercise its responsibilities. This triggered the resignation of OpenAI president Greg Brockman and the drafting of a letter to the board by OpenAI employees. In that letter, the vast majority of employees called for the resignation of the board, accusing the board of firing Altman without cause, negotiating in bad faith, and harming the core mission of OpenAI. Critically, that same letter threatened the board of directors with a mass employee exodus to Microsoft, the same company that owns 49% of OpenAI. For its part, Microsoft has used this situation to hire both Altman and Brockman onto their newly created Advanced AI Research Team. This team is likely to receive the lion's share of OpenAI team members should they choose to quit in protest of Altman's treatment. The Board of Directors has largely remained silent on this matter, with only one board member, Ilya Sutskiva, talking to the media to express his deep regrets for his participation in the board's actions, indicating the opinion of the Board of Directors in flux. Back here in the UK, the COVID inquiry continues, with key scientific figures giving evidence to the committee. One of the most senior of these figures at the time was Sir Patrick Vallance, who served as Chief Scientific Advisor. It was claimed in Sir Patrick's diary that Dominic Cummings claimed that Rishi Sunak, who was at the time Chancellor, said that he thought the government should just let people die. Valence did admit, though, that he himself did not hear Sunak say these words. The diary entry was from the 25th of October 2020, which was around the time that the government was debating introducing a second national lockdown. Valence claimed that Boris Johnson argued that the government should let it rip, referring to the virus, with Sunak agreeing. Writing about the meeting on this date more generally, Sir Patrick described it as shambolic. The inquiry also highlighted that Sir Patrick had some disagreements with Sir Chris Whitty, the government's chief medical officer. In his diary, Sir Patrick referred to Sir Chris as a delayer, as he believed that his colleague was more worried about the long-term health risks associated with shutting down the country, whereas Sir Patrick believed in calling lockdowns earlier. This is just another snapshot in a lengthy inquiry which is routinely showing the dysfunction and chaos at the heart of government during the lockdown period. Moving over to the Middle East now, where there were reports that a truce agreement between Israel and Hamas may be on the horizon. Now, it should be worth noting from the start that the current speculation suggests that such a truce would only pause fighting in the Israeli offensive. In return, Hamas would release at least some of the Israeli hostages. Rumours of such a truce have come from senior US and Israeli officials, as well as the Qatari Prime Minister. There's little at the moment in terms of timescale, though. Izzat El Reshik, a senior Hamas political leader, spoke to Al Jazeera and said that talks for a truce would still last a number of days, but didn't say specifically how long he thought it would take. President Joe Biden was also asked about whether he thought the deal was close, to which he replied, I believe so. The White House went on to say that negotiations were in the endgame stage, but refused to give any additional details. We'll update you in a future daily briefing if and when a truce is agreed. Looking to Italy now, where more than 200 gang members have been sentenced to a total of more than 2,200 years in jail. This comes as part of one of Italy's largest ever mafia trials, which involved 338 defendants. The claim was that the defendants were part of the Drangheta crime group. This crime group is the only one in the world to operate on all continents, excluding Antarctica. It controls more than 80% of Europe's cocaine trade and has an annual turnover of £52 billion. The trial took three years and the three judges in the case had to live in a safe house under police protection. It also required several dozen informants who gave evidence against the crime organisation. The most high-profile defendant was a former Forza Italia MP, Giancarlo Pitelli. He received an 11-year jail sentence for being a mafia go-between. Speaking about his role in the case, Nicola Gratteri, the chief prosecutor, said that if he were to die tomorrow, it wouldn't be a problem for me, and added that to live a hundred years as a coward is meaningless. Instead, I have lived as a man. In the final uplifting story today, we discuss the case of a woman who walked from Glasgow to Rome in order to raise money for Mary's Meals and Dementia UK. Geraldine McFall took around six months to walk this near 1,500 mile journey. She averaged about 12 miles a day and walked through the UK, France and Switzerland. In total, she raised more than £10,000 for the two charities. Upon completing the trek, she met with Pope Francis, about which she said it was just so nice. It was amazing just to be so close to him and to get to meet him. If you want more from TLDR and want to support our journalism, consider picking up a copy of our newspaper Too Long. This is a one-off physical newspaper we've been working on over the last few months, which includes 32 pages of analysis and explainers from the TLDR team on everything from Ukraine and Gaza to the state of the French and German governments or the upcoming elections in the UK, US and around the world. It's not just us either, we have a full interview with creator and journalist Johnny Harris that people who buy the newspaper can also watch via a special QR code. Plus there's articles from a ton of other creators including JJ McCullough, Search Party, Sophia Smith-Gaylor and many more. This really has been a very exciting project for us to work on and hopefully you can already see all the work we've put into it, even the TLDR-themed crossword. So if you want to pick up a copy and help fund our journalism on YouTube as we head into 2024, then the link to the store is in the description. Plus, you can get 20% off your purchase this week only by using code TLDRDAILY at checkout. And with a limited quantity available, if you do want one, I'd order soon, especially if you want it before Christmas. As always, thanks so much for your support and I hope you like this silly but genuinely very good project as much as we do. Thank you.